I'd just witnessed my daughter's emergency arrival and spent some time alone with her in the NICU. Took my wife down there a couple of times in a wheelchair to see her daughter and carried a few rounds of milk down to the ward. It was now time for me to go home. After a long and hectic day, I was going home, alone, to no one. Just me and my thoughts. G'day and welcome to the Dads of the NICU podcast. My name is Matt Bilkowski and I'm a proud father of a premature baby born at 25 weeks at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. Our daughter was 766 grams or 1 pound 11 ounces at birth. Our superstar girl spent 84 days in the NICU and 14 days in special care before being discharged home on oxygen. I started this podcast as I wanted to share my experiences with other dads, the aim of which is to allow them to hear what other dads went through and to find a connection to our stories so that they know that they are not alone and what they're feeling and going through is normal. I hope it helps you on your journey. Today I wanted to discuss the feeling of going home alone and what it can do to you and, and how it can really play on your mind. My wife was still in hospital for four days post-delivery for monitoring, which meant that I was at home alone for the next four nights, which is on top of the four nights that Jess had already been in hospital pre-birth. The worst part about going home alone for me was that my mind would just not stop thinking, thinking of all the bad things that you really normally don't think about. What if my wife had died during labour? What if Lara wasn't born alive? What if Lara dies now? What the hell would I do? These and a few other thoughts, which were really dark at the time, I'd never had thoughts like this before. I felt so scared, so I just sat on the balcony every night crying and thinking and drinking. I don't normally drink that much at all, but I started drinking so much over the week that was just to try and help me relax and stop thinking. But to be honest, the drinking just didn't help. I lay there at night staring at the ceiling, thinking about stuff that I should just not be thinking about. I knew that it was only going to make me feel worse, but I just couldn't help myself. The thoughts just kept coming. It felt like a really big dark cloud had just formed over me. Fortunately for me, my parents had come up from Canberra to be with us as they understood the gravity of the situation. Being able to see them each night on the way home from the hospital gave me the spark of motivation that I needed to just keep pushing and keep my head in the game. Just being able to talk to them and seeing a familiar face and know that I had the support made a massive difference for me. Each morning, I'd go in as early as I could so that I could be with my wife, assuming that she was obviously going through a very similar emotion, but she was stuck in hospital alone. I put on a brave face every time I saw her and always pretended to be as happy as I could. We would spend the day together, going down to see our daughter as much as we could, then heading back up to the ward to relax and recover. This was on repeat for four days, but at the end of each day, I still went home alone. It was such a surreal feeling going home alone, leaving your wife and baby in hospital, both of them still recovering from what had just happened, but I felt I still had somewhat of a normal life. I could go home to our home, watch my TV, sleep in my bed, eat our food, not the hospital food. I got to go straight back to my life and I felt really guilty because of this. When Jess was finally discharged from the hospital four days after Lara was born, she was hit with a huge wave of emotions as we drove out of the horrifically overpriced car park. She burst into tears and she was so overwhelmed by all the emotion simply because she was now leaving her child at hospital and she was now heading back to her normal life. 
we got to carry on almost immediately doing the things we normally would have done while our daughter was still being cared for by the absolutely outstanding nurses and doctors at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital in the NICU. This really weighed on her and me for the first week. I now had to support her and tell her that everything was going to be okay. Sometimes I actually doubted everything that I was saying to her, but I knew that I had to reassure her, or at least try. Every day for the next 98 days we went into hospital and left at the end of every day without our daughter. These thoughts played on us for a long time and it never felt normal to leave our daughter in there. It was so hard to just walk away from our daughter's humidity crib and go into town and go shopping or take time out to go see a movie or go catch up with some friends. It really made us feel guilty sometimes. But we were able to go back to our normal life and as we should, we, there was no point in just sitting there feeling sorry for ourselves every day because we thought our daughter might pick up on our tension. She was still in there fighting for her life as we were living ours and every day we went home alone. So what did I learn from all of this and how could it help you? You might feel like you want to be alone. This is completely fine. You don't need to be alone but it's completely up to you. But if someone does offer to come and catch up with you or take you out for a beer or take you out for a dinner, take them up on it. It really sucks to be at home by yourself. Go out for a beer or a quick catch-up or a coffee with a couple of mates. See some familiar faces. You know, pop into work and say day. It will keep you positive as much as you can. Being able to talk to people about what has just happened will get it off your chest and actually get it out of your head. That's the most important part. Don't feel guilty for going back to your normal life or back to work. The world doesn't need to stop revolving, but sometimes it feels like that it has. Use the time that you have at home to start prepping for the long journey ahead. You know, get some tasks done around the house that are still pending. But whatever you do, do not start a new bathroom renovation like we did. Try and do some meal prep because trust me, you won't feel like cooking when you've been at the hospital all day long. The last thing you want to do is come home and spend another 40 minutes getting that ready and then clean up after yourself. If people offer to help, take their help up. The best thing friends can do for you at this time is cook you meals and chuck them in the freezer. It is an absolute godsend. Don't be afraid to accept help. All your friends and family are just trying to make your life as easy as possible considering the circumstances. No one knows what you're going through. So if people offer help, please take it up. Jess and I were really fortunate to have an absolute champion of a friend that created a Facebook group specifically for us as a call to action to create meal prep schedules for each week, ask for donations for Ubers and new food vouchers, organise cleaners to come over and clean our mess. So an absolutely massive thank you to Emily and every single person that aptly named Bilko Village for what you did for Jess and Lara and I. We will never forget your generosity and kindness in our time of need. Try and go back into the normal daily routines as much as possible. If you'd always gone to the gym at 6am every Monday morning, keep doing it. If you play sport or have hobbies, whatever they are, just keep doing them as much as you feel comfortable to do so. This will help you feel normal again and keep a healthy mindset for the next passage. If you don't do it, it just really cloud up. I didn't do it. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped going on runs. I stopped everything and I felt like absolute crap physically and mentally because of it. So please learn from my mistakes and make sure you encourage your partner to get back into their routine as much as possible also. There's only so much that you can do when you're in the NICU, so don't forget to keep living your life when you're at home.
Well, that's it for today, guys, and I hope you got something out of that episode. As always, please seek professional advice and help if you feel that you need it. I'm certainly not the answer. I'm just a means of helping out a little bit on your journey. If you like these episodes, please subscribe to Dads of the NICU to get all of the new episodes as soon as they're launched. And if you're keen for more content or looking for more resources, please follow our Instagram and Facebook accounts, both called Dads of the NICU. And if you have any questions or you'd like to share your insights or stories, please feel free to contact us by email on dadsofthenicu at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and don't forget to wash your hands.